This is a quick reminder to follow us on iTunes, rate us five stars. You can also follow us on Facebook.com slash Blacklisted Podcast. You can also find us on Stitcher, Google Play, and Podomatic. And if you Google Blacklisted Podcast and you see the fish, you know that's us. Fade to black. Hey, I am Mike D'Angelo, the writer and creator of TELUS, and I have just been blacklisted. Greetings, true believers. Greetings, Stan true Lee believers. here, welcoming Stan you Lee to here. the latest welcoming harrowing adventure. Ten, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, Leading the fight, one man fate has made indestructible. His name, Dubious. Black. Listed. This is not a test. This is your emergency podcast system announcing the commencement of the annual Fade the Black, sanctioned by Black Listed Podcast. Commencing at the siren, there will be no holds barred. Anything and everything will go down. And now, here is your blacklisted true list. Check it out for those that know me. Welcome to welcome me back. Real slick beside the uppers. Straight up and down. Yeah, you know what I'm about. Fade the black. Uh, our next panelist uh, from the All Sports Open Network, 
uh, and writer of the book called All Ports Open, correct? Uh, no Avatars Alive. No Avatars Alive. It's all the same thing, kind yep. of. Uh, Joshua Wise. Hi. Hey. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm a professor of theology, I'm uh, a writer of a book about theology and video games, and uh, I've run the All Ports Open Network, uh, which is a lot of podcasts about games and gaming. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, it's a great network. Uh, not as good as mine. No. <laughs> Second best podcast network out of Philly. Uh, well, see, we're the number one podcast in Bucks County. That's uh-huh. what I take some of. I don't want to take right, we'll, we'll take Delco then. Well, we got some <laughs> competition with Zoom Thugs. But our last panelist uh, is from the Blacklisted Podcast. Uh, ex-professional wrestler. I don't think I've seen you in the ring recently like our other friend here. Uh, Anthony Chaos Anderson. Yay! Uh, yeah, right, guys. Yeah, I'm Anthony from Blacklisted Podcast. What we do is um, we review everything in pop culture with an urban point of view. Um, and if you don't know what that means, um, you're actually. Th- th- yeah, I'm not actually. I'm a little bit more tandem, most of y'all. Uh, so, but in between movies, TV, comics, wrestling, even some music, the, we just give our point of view on it. Just four guys yelling at each other in a room, and sometimes we even agree. <laughs> and you can find us at Blacklisted Podcast anywhere you steal your podcast from. Lovely energy, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like watching paint dry, right? Uh, so I think the way we should go about this is uh, the DCEU had a lot of missteps in the beginning. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, 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 well, let's, let's start there. I want to know, what do you guys think of those early DC? Because I think we can all agree... Uh, movies like Wonder Woman, uh, Aquaman, Shazam, based out of Philadelphia. Sure. I'm sure we all saw it, right? Sure. <laughs> uh, those movies kind of like take a, a better fun spin on the DCEU. But what, what are you, I'm not going to assume you guys hate the beginnings of the DCEU. So let's start with Kelly. What, do you, what are your thoughts on those early movies? I, um, the plot, the, the, not even the plot film, the character development is what bothers me. That's just right off the bat, I, there wasn't as much attention, I feel, to developing the characters for the sake of the characters, and I think they focused a lot more on the cinematic end than they did on actually, you know, being true to the the spirit of the characters as it shows up in the actual comics. Um, So especially with the show, or show, with a movie like Superman, um, you know, in Man of Steel, it's good-ish, but... I think they tried to hit a uh, a Batman tone in the Superman movie, and that's a little mm. does not work. Batman. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a reason Batman works in that darker world, yeah. and Superman, uh, the Boy Scout, uh, you know, is supposed to not live in that dark world. Yeah. Josh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. The character development is a problem, and like, the, just the characters themselves are not particularly um, fleshed out, or or they don't ring true. But I, I think that most of those movies, even even Aquaman, which I don't think is a good movie, I, I think Aquaman's oh, okay. a bad movie with a very charming middle section okay. where like Arthur and Mira are doing National Treasure for like 15 <laughs> minutes, and the rest of it is The Phantom Menace oh. underwater. Like, <laughs> I mean, look, um, it's The Phantom Menace comment aside, I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> so, National okay. Treasure's great! Yeah, sure, 15 minutes of it, and it was good. That's the part. And, and, but that was a moment of character development, where you have them being characters. 
But those movies really have, like, the, and I don't want to trash him too much, uh, but the Zack Snyder mentality that you need a hero shot in the movie. You need a moment where someone rises and then looks at the camera and then, like, just does a hero pose. And they don't earn any of that. Like, that's, that's pretty much the depth of those movies. And I, I feel like for a lot of those, uh, for the series in general, that's where the problem is, is there's a lot of sort of unearned pomp. I, I see, I, and we're not going to spend too much time talking about these individual movies because I think, like I said, they, they, we're fixing and coming up with our own thing here. But see, what I loved about Aquaman, to counter your, your hatred because you're not fun, uh, <laughs> is the fact that it takes you somewhere that we've never really been before. It, it, it's almost Star Wars in that way, where Star yeah, Wars is a minute. <laughs> yeah, It's Star Wars New Hope in that way, where it takes us to space. It's a fun movie underwater. Uh, I really like. See, that's what I loved about it. I, uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. I don't see. You, I can't believe. I, now I feel like I'm the guy that likes Man of Steel and like. <laughs> I'm gonna defend Zack Snyder now. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what it is. Is like I said, a character development, and you shouldn't use your next movie to fix problems from your previous movie because then that just drags them down. And as you know how they say, the crap rolls downhill. <laughs> and once it, once that ball started rolling at Man of Steel and then trying to just fix everything afterwards, the other movies just started to get bogged down more and more. Yeah, and I think the biggest problem DC had was that they <clears throat> wanted to play catch-up. Right? They mm-hmm. saw Marvel doing, I mean, I don't think they really took one big misstep in the last 11 years. Uh, the biggest misstep maybe is uh, The Dark World, and after Endgame, I want to go back and watch that movie uh, because it, it will make you cry now because of what they've done <laughs> with Endgame. Uh, but they wanted to catch up, and I think that's the big problem. They wanted to put the Justice League together and get them there as soon as possible. So they think they skipped a lot of important steps. So let's try to restructure that. And I think that the only thing we're going to go forward with is that there was a Zack, a Zack Snyder managed deal. That is what launched this universe. Okay. Love it, hate it, whatever. That launched this universe. Uh, and that, we're not going to change that. But let's go from there, and, and let's say, let's, what would we have done? What would you guys have done to, to move on from Man of Steel? And I, for me, Man of Steel, the biggest issue that movie has is that, because uh, Henry Cavell is, I think, a great Superman. I love that character. I love him as that character. He hasn't had a great script. And uh, what makes him so special, as, uh, what makes Clark so special is that Jonathan Kent is, is the guy who instills all those values. And in Man of Steel, uh, for lack of a better word, Jonathan Kent is a, there's no children here, he's a dick. All right, so uh, <laughs> Jonathan Kent is not a kind, like he's willing to sacrifice a bus full of children. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's my big issue with that movie. But we have to move on from that, because I think we do see glimpses of, of a good man of steel uh, in other movies. We see a good Superman with Henry Cavill. So let's move on. Like, what, and, and whoever wants to jump in, jump in. What, where do you go for Man of Steel to properly launch a DC connected universe here? The other backstories for the rest of the Justice League. Okay. The, um, I mean, it, they, they did wonderfully with Wonder Woman. Um, unfortunately, Aquaman was after Justice League, so I think it would have been a very different feel to the movie as a whole if it was before Justice League. But, um, you know, they tried to fit Flash and Cyborg into that one movie, and that's, I, 
both of them have a really complex, really interesting backstory. So I think it was just kind of, uh, you know, an injustice to both of the characters. It was, you know, an injustice to both of the characters that they didn't get that, you know, one after the other, this is that character's movie, and then they're all together in one. And Marvel may have done that too, but I just, I didn't feel like they were trying to rush into like, oh, now you know and love this character, this is why you should be sad that something's happening to them. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, see, I love Marvel. Marvel did everything right. They, they, I think they gave me plenty of time with all the characters I needed to have characters. They did it in DC's world. Warner Brothers, um, I mean, they rushed right to Batman versus Superman after Man of Steel. Uh, and that was it. If you read The Dark Knight Returns, uh, which is loosely, that movie is loosely based on, the whole point of that is like these are two best friends. Uh, and you, sh- you should feel something for this fight that they're about to have. And Batman vs. Superman seems like a great, like, ending point, maybe? Or maybe like a five, ten year point in the DCEU? But it's not a great starting off point. Because even with Man of Steel, they didn't know they were going to launch a network. Or, you know, a, a, a right. MCU type of feel. They, they thought they were just going to do individual movies, which ends up working best for them, as we can tell. But, um... They rushed to build this team, uh, and I just want to stand it. Josh, what would you do? So I, I, I think that's absolutely right, but I think you juxtapose Man of Steel, which is this big world cataclysm type event, with a Batman story where you do on film what you've never done with Batman before, which is you make him a, like a detective. Like you really juxtapose because in Batman Five, Superman. Uh, that where it's um, it should be a BS. That's the thing everyone gets hung up on. So it's How about it's just a bad movie? We okay. read it. As, we read it as Batman Four, Man of Steel, Batman Five, Superman, and uh, but if you don't do that, if what you do is just Batman Year One, right? As a small story, and you know you're retreading a lot of the same ground that Christopher Nolan did, but if you read Batmaning again, uh, then you should juxtapose it. You should have something small instead of it always, always being like an 11 level of danger, right? Because Batman is a, is a street level hero. Uh, and this is, this is, I think, the tension is when you have Superman and Batman, that sort of works together in the comics. But we find that in the movies, it's kind of hard to set a right tone for that. And so maybe giving them each the tone and finding a way to bring them together then. So, so after Man of Steel, you're gonna go. You're gonna jump on the, the bandwagon of individual stories, starting with Batman. Yeah, I think so. Right. So that's your world's finest, and then you bring in Wonder Woman. Okay. And you leave that movie alone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, uh, what do you have to say about this? Well, as far as for that, um, one, I would say they need somebody behind the scenes to steer that ship, and not have five different people trying to take five different movies to one way and not communicating with each other. And then it turns out to be a jumbled mess when you try to put those five different characters into one movie and each one of those five different people all want to write on this one movie and bring their same tone of their movie into the one and not knowing what you're going to do with that one. Mm-hmm. So you need a, one, you need a singular person. And yeah, basically, I'm saying that Kevin Feige 
So you want him to do both? In the universe? No, no, I'm not saying <laughs> okay. Kevin Feige. They need somebody they need like Feige. that yeah. in order to um, at least uh, bundle everything together and get things to go in right. one direction instead of going in all different directions and then trying to wind up in the same spot at the same time. Because I think something that DC and Warner Brothers did really well, at least in the early days, is telling the singular stories. And I mean, they, they do it great on the TV side of things. And they're able to tell these stories when they're not interconnected. And if you're Greg Berlanti, you have that magic touch to, to make them interconnected. Or if you're Kevin Feige, in the Marvel world, you are able to do that. But like the, the Nolan movies are great. Yeah, as long as, they, um, as long as they're singular stories, right. they're good. But it's when they try to make them uh, a connected now right. movie is when it becomes a, a big mashup. So, you know, diverting a little bit, let's let's play off that. Who is your guy or gal to be in that role? Let's start with you, Anthony. <laughs> if you have somebody. Actually, right now, it seems like... Don't say Zack Snyder. No, Zack <laughs> Snyder. I don't want him on there. Although somebody who looks like they could do that, I would say James Gunn. James Gunn? That's, that's very good. That's very good. We talked about this at, the, uh, at another con during this panel. Uh, a James Gunn Man of Steel sequel, I think would be, like, I want to see that more than the Suicide Squad movie. But James Gunn, in that, I like that. Josh? Oh, I don't have a good answer, so I'm going to say Luca. What? George Lucas. Put that man in charge of something so that Disney's real mad. Like, they took Star Wars from him, just put him in front of it, let him just... Yeah, why not? They can't do. He can't do worse. That's. <laughs> wow. I mean, who wouldn't I, just for the sake of it go see George Lucas present the DC universe? Did anyone come in here to a DC panel expecting to hear, "Hey, George Lucas should make one of these or run the whole thing"? Yeah, why not? He had a vision thirty years ago. And Luke Skywalker showed up 30 years later. Wow, okay. Uh, I'm not saying it's bad, it's just... No, it's a bad idea. It's just... <laughs> it, that's, that's an interesting take. George Lucas's DCEU. Kelly, give me something better than that. I, oh. Um, well, see, I didn't have an idea, but closest I would say is maybe Patty Jenkins. Yeah. She's doing a really good job with Wonder Woman, mm. and she seems to understand, you know, the fact that she's not having... Wonder Woman 1984 completely just sequel the initial is I, I like that I like right. that she's trying to build individual movies instead of just having them you know piggyback on each other right. so she might I mean I don't know if one person should be in charge of all of those stories though well it, it depends on on how you're looking at this because the individual if you're telling individual stories the way that Wonder Woman mostly did it only is loosely connected. Um, and the way 1984 seems to be, the way Aquaman kind of was, Shazam is, then you can't have that one person in charge because then you're, there's no role. Like, what's your point at that point? Um, but in a world where they're trying to replicate Marvel, you do need somebody. And I think she's a good person because I think she could help tell those individual stories and tie them together very loosely because she did that with the, the first Wonder Woman movie. She, she told that story, had nothing to do with the DCEU, but still it had a little bit of connecting tissues, and, and that's important when you're building the DCU. Um, Patty Jenkins good. I, I'm a big fan of James Gunn. That was, I, George Lucas was an awesome one. Yeah. Uh, someone who, who I would love to see tackle something in the DC world, and I don't know if he would be good as that role of, of 
you know, the guy who's making everything, but Kevin Smith, and I'm, I'm a big Kevin Smith, like, fanboy, so surprised when I say him, but he's really got a good handle on the characters of that world. He's written some amazing stories in that world. Uh, he's directed some of, some of the best television in that world. Uh, like, I, the Runaway Dinosaur is probably my favorite episode of anything ever in, in on the CW Flash. If you're not watching those CW shows, do it. They're amazing. Um, so I, I would like to see his take as well. Uh, but I think for just for the sake of you know diversity, I, I like Patty Jenkins. That's a good answer. I think she would, and I think she would crush it. She's a great story to play. Uh, so, so what is the Justice League? Who do we build towards? Is it the core members that we've seen in Justice League? Or is there another iteration of that team that you would try to put together to build towards Justice League? Do, do we remove the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie from history so that we can use a Green Lantern? Yeah, I mean, this is part of the, he's not part of the DCEU as it stands, so yes, absolutely. Okay, then great, Green Lantern. Green Lantern, yeah. That's Green Lantern. Is, where does he fall in the lineup? You're going to do, so far we have... Uh, we have Superman, unfortunately, that Man of Steel movie, Batman, Wonder Woman. Do you do Green Lantern next? Is there another character that makes more sense to introduce? Dr. Fate. <laughs> do we just do, like, do we basically work the same way Marvel does and throw in our, our Sorcerer Supreme? And just, like, throw in, like, oh, we're adding magic now. No, world. because I, I don't, because at the same time, I don't want us to be replicating the MCU. We're, we're trying to replicate that success. Uh -huh. We're trying to replicate uh, a good story that the DCU failed at up uh -huh. until Wonder Woman and, and some of these other solo movies. That. So I, I don't know that you do Doctor. I mean, that almost seems like um, he would be a great, I think, tease like Adam Warlock is in, in uh, the MCU. Mm -hmm. I think you tease him, maybe he becomes like, he's part of your like... Wave 3. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, wave 4. <laughs> like, he's the one you're bringing in, in 11 years from now. See, I, no, actually I don't think so, because right, Iron Man is not your like tier 1 hero. Right. Right. So you bring in somebody that nobody has any investment in. Right. You, so Dr. Fate's actually a really good one, because you can kind of do anything. You could do a dark Cthulhu-esque kind of story that no one's planning on, no one's ready for, as sort of a, as, as a way in. That's a good take. I like that take. And we, also that makes, uh, nobody has any expectations for it, because right. already we've already had a Superman, we've already had a Wonder Woman, and a Batman, and a Flash. So uh, while I'm not saying Dr. Fate, how about bringing somebody else in right now that hasn't really had much exposure, right. make it a bit of a low budget. Don't make it 200, 300 mm. million dollars. Right. Bring it, almost do like a Deadpool and make it like a 50 million dollar movie. Mm. And base it around story. Mm -hmm. And maybe try to build it that way. Uh, we asked someone very recently. Marshall Manley. Here you go. There you go. That Marshall is, Manley. I think, instead of Dr. State, I think it's Marshall Manley. Because to me, he is the core, like, one of the core members. Um, and I think that is a great character to bring in. And I, I, where do you guys fall on the Flash? He's all obviously another character you need to bring in before you form the Justice League. And for me, again, being the big CW nerd that I am, there's no reason you don't use the Barry Allen that we all know and love. Uh, who, in my opinion, when you when I was first told by, by Zack Snyder, the reason we're not going to use Grant Gustin is because we're going to go in a completely different direction. With, with uh, Ezra Miller, and you give me a comic-y kind of character who's pretty much the Barry Allen I see on television, week in and week out, give me the guy that I know works. 
right? Like, I, I think that's where you go. I, I, and I know Marvel didn't really have a good success in integrating their TV universe, but something that I think DC does, and Warner Brothers does really well on the TV side of things, they, I don't think, have had a myth yet. I, that's a good point. I, I, that's, I think the obvious answer, too, um, is, is Berlanti running things, because he's, despite him having some sort of credit on that Green Lantern movie, like, they, they, they uh, butchered it on his behalf with other writers. Um, but where do you guys fall on that, you know, because we do have a TV universe that works. I think. Do, do you guys agree that the TV universe works? Do you watch the TV universe? I fell <laughs> off of it. I fell off of it from from the perspective of oh we're doing another speedster this year are we great okay, okay. just fair another enough. fast person for the plastic fight fair so. enough fair enough um, but do you bring in the TV universe no no, no. you want to keep it separate no I, I think I, and maybe this is just sort of metagaming it a bit is that uh, TV overall TV actors don't really translate usually to to movies ex- exceptionally well. Um, there's sort of a different feel to that. And it's not that you know, people can't. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just never been done. So maybe it would be great, but I feel like you need a big a big name for The Flash. Okay. Like so George Lucas. George Lucas <laughs> the Flash. Well, and so as we're talking about course breaking here, the casting, since we're not Kelly, Anthony, what do you think about the TV universe? Do you integrate it? Do you keep it separate? because some of the stuff that they pull off on the TV shows at that budget still... King Shark, guys. King Shark is on television. Yeah. Uh, Grot. But, uh... <laughs> also, like, I mean, I, to me, and I, I mean, again, I'm a big Berlanti fanboy. I love it, the, the Berlanti-verse. Uh, and uh, so I want to integrate it. But let's go with not. Like, I, think, I think there is a point to say that you do need to make that correct. Who is your cat? Like, do you keep the same cast? Like, what's your who? Let's let's go with the. Let's not go Cyborg yet. I feel like Cyborg is maybe a post uh, Justice League movie, and and you bring him in afterwards, maybe. But let's go. So we have Superman. We already have him cast as Henry Cavill, but I think you know that movie happened. We have Batman. We have Wonder Woman. We have uh, Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter. I think of our five that we're going. So who who? Do you like who's already been cast in those roles that have that role already? Well, also one question is like for Green Lantern, which one? Yeah, John Stewart. John it's Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, because I, I think with the simple fact that we like Hal Jordan to me is, is too similar to some other characters that whether you're in the DC universe or out of the DC in the Marvel universe, it's too similar. So I think John Stewart makes sense. And would you still keep uh, the same Flash, or would you change it to one of the other, mm. whether it be Barry Allen, Robbie West, mm. so on and so mm. forth? I like Barry Allen, but you, tell, you guys tell me. You guys are, you're, you're the panelists. Who, let's pick a vote. Who's your, who's your Flash? Personally, Wally West. Yeah, so personally it's Wally, but I think if you're cyborging, you should bury it up in Justice, and then Titans with Wally and Cyborg. 
Okay, okay. Yeah, I would say great. Great. All right, all right. So, and also so John so Stewart for Green John Lantern. Stewart, Green Lantern, and uh, Barry is our, our Justice League Flash. Um, that, I think that covers the different iterations of these characters. So now, who is playing these characters? Can we put Ryan Reynolds in most of the roles? <laughs> 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 well, sure, why not? I feel like your job here, you came with a, a mission to just derail this whole thing. No, because, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is a perfect Flash, and also he's got experience as Green Lantern. So he's playing, he's playing Black Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let Anthony answer this question first. Let's get some seriousness here. Well, as far as for that... I love how he, is, he starts Milotin and answers this question. He's bringing serious to the mic. He's usually always brought up in all these roles of Idris Elba. Mm. I, I don't think there's anyone else. Like, I, in, in, in this era of, of, of uh, filmmaking, yeah, I think he's, he deserves like a perfect starting role of that caliber. I, I like that. I think as far, and as far as we know, he's no longer coming back as Heimdall, so. Right. Yeah. He's freed up. This is the Utah Jones that's done, I think. <laughs> We're going to skip over Josh and go to Kelly with, with uh, John Stewart. Who's your John Stewart? Um, I think. If you agree, if you don't agree. I could definitely see Idris Elba doing it. I think mm-hmm. also um, it's Michael C. Jordan or Michael B. Jordan? Michael C. Jordan. Yeah, he's too young. I think you need the, that age behind it. And, and I don't know, it's just Albert's just built. Like how I think of John Stewart, he's just built that. Very heroic. Right, right. Uh, I'm going to assume Josh is going to agree with that now. I'm not going to give you a answer. No, no, I, I think it just was a great What about uh, Barry? Who do we get for Barry? <laughs> what was that? Who do we get for Barry? Do we keep Ezra Miller? Because I think he did an okay job. I think he plays that character okay. I just think Craig Gustin does it better if you're going to give me that same type of character. He's enthusiastic. Yeah, no, I don't know who I put in there, but I actually really don't like him in that role at all. He's too fidgety. Like he's too well, I think like what they did with the character is they kind of made him um, a little uh, like autistic, I think. It's like the, they made this Barry Allen have um, Asperger's, like, like a very low level. Like he, That's what he seemed like. He was playing, and because mm-hmm. he had trouble making friends, and he was like all gung ho about doing, let's do this stupid stuff so I can have friends. Um, and he was fidgety, and, and, and I, I think if, if that's what he was going for, I think that went really well. Like, I think he played that great. Um, and see, to me, I can't, I can't answer this because Grant Gustin is the only one in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, you? since we're not, cut, yeah, because I even said that when they were first doing it of Grant Gustin, but since we're not integrating the TV, if they change his direction to not be so fidgety and autistic and stuff, I wouldn't mind Ezra Miller, but it just, he just seemed like to, it, to basically say that it was just, uh, what was it? Um, he just, it, 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 he just seemed odd. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, more, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a, because there's, I can't think of anyone in, in young Hollywood that's got that look of Barry Allen, except for, for who we've seen, the two that we've seen on TV and in film. And 
technically I could think of somebody, but he's a little bit busy with swinging around. No, don't take down No, no, I'm saying if he wasn't doing it, I can almost see him being a flash, but leave him right. Yeah, you got it. Don't touch that. What's the who was the guy before him? Um, are you oh, Garfield? Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so 
we, we build now, do we build towards Justice League first, or Batman versus Superman first? Oh, Justice League first. Justice League. And what story do you tell with Justice League? Mm. That's what, that's the story, because I don't know that what we got works. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy sitting in the theater watching that movie. I can't tell you a thing about it. Tower of Babel. That leads oh. right to Batman versus Superman. Okay. You yeah. know what that story is about, right? No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm host the show and don't know this stuff. That's why I'm not sitting down. I'm not <laughs> Batman gets all the dirt on all the super. Right, yeah, this is the, the Batman knows everybody. All the dirt. Oh, all yeah, no, I see you. They did it, found out that he's spying on them. This is me, it's me, it's that That's what you do. I watched the. They did a cartoon for Very similar. I believe that was But that works, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and that's, yeah, because I think the, the, the mistake that they made is they wanted to build towards Darkseid yeah. right away. Unlike Marvel, and I hate to compare, but we have to here, they built towards Savage in three Avengers movies right. across 20-some movies. So right? Crisis in 11 years. Oh, you can't do that. I feel like Crisis is what you build towards. But, I mean, it, you, you build towards Darkseid. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. But Crisis then opens the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So then you can tell Justice Society. Then I can get Grant Gustin. Right. On, yes. Then on you film. can get Grant Gustin. <laughs> <laughs> then I can my very own. you can have every flash you want. I want him. I want John Wesley Ship. I uh-huh. want them all. <laughs> but yeah, then you, uh, then you introduce the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you are able to tell, like, Justice Society so, stories. And so Justice League, Tower Battle is what we're doing. Where are you? Where are you building in Infinite Crisis? No, I'm doing Crisis on Infinite Earth. Oh, uh, Infinite Crisis, Crisis on Infinite oh, Earth. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You don't think that's a good idea? I think I think you spend, you take your time to do it, but that's your first big yeah. big thing. Oh, you're talking about over a bunch. Yeah, over over a bunch. But I don't think it's like your. Oh, first so you think you build towards Dark Side? I think it's your. You okay. build towards Dark Side is like wave three. Okay. Right, like because you know Marvel didn't jump right into Ben. Right. They, they skirted him a while. So you do Crisis first, kill off some characters, bring them all back. Um, and <laughs> right? And then you can, but right, then you take your Teen Titans movies and you elevate those people up to the higher level and now they get to do the whole character story of like, I don't live up to the people who were before me. Right? So then you can do the character story. Maybe Josh should be going to WB. Oh, I went from derailing to... Because <laughs> 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 well, of the greatest idea ever. He went from George Lucas to being okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, what, what story would you want to see Justice League tell, start to tell, to build towards? I honestly wouldn't mind seeing even um, Flashpoint. That would be, that's a lot. Like, that's a lot, and it, but it could open the door to telling different kinds of stories. And I mean, the one story I've always wanted to see, um, which wouldn't at all work with the DCU we have, is Kingdom Come. Mm, where, that's uh, good. That's, I would love mm-hmm. to see them do that, but just with the cast that they have, they're too young, it's not the right build-up. But uh, yeah, I would love to see that. You kind of need a miniseries. Yeah, yeah. 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 she needs HBO to do Kingdom Come. Yeah. 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 Uh, Flashpoint I like because that's a way to uh, even if you want to bring in the Flash, hey, <laughs> Karen Custom, of course, and Stephen Amell, bring my Hux and CW in, and uh, but also it's a good way if you don't want to do a solo Flash movie first, it's a good way to introduce the Flash, kind of like they kind of did in Justice League, and, and but be it a Flash story more than anything else. 
but the Justice League are there to, you know, fix everything. Uh, fix their mistakes. God damn it, try time travel is not what you do. Uh, if I learned anything from, from CW and Barry from that, you don't time travel. He breaks everything. Uh, we are running out of time, so uh, let's nail this down and we can open it to the audience to ask, you know, people that actually know what they're talking about, a writer, a podcaster, so two people that are podcasters. Uh, but, well, let's, we didn't clarify some bonus needs for you. Yeah. You just went to a Batman con. Yeah, I delivered a paper at a Batman con. Just deliver a paper about Batman. Uh-huh. We should have probably limited that. <laughs> so let's, I want to hear from each of you before we turn it to the audience. Because we, we talked about like how we're going to build up to the DCEU and Justice League one, and what our Justice League story is going to be. First of all, you guys, do you two guys agree with Flashpoint for for Justice League, or do you want to? Well, the other option was Crisis on uh, Well, one, I agreed with his Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God, there's so many options. <laughs> I changed my options. What was I like Tower of Babel, and I liked his idea, but now I'm thinking. What DC Universe needs, what the DC Universe needs, they need to have intimate stories. Mm-hmm. These stories are way outreaching and way big. The best intimate story with all the above characters that you guys mentioned is Identity Crisis. That okay. is the craziest story, that's the craziest story ever because the person with no superpowers brings down the justice. That's good. Let me guess, you didn't read Daddy. I, I, I don't remember, <laughs> I do, I, I own it. I just don't. Yeah, but... <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I do, I do have memories and, of And it. then Batman gets to be a detective. Right. Why don't you do that? Yeah. So, yeah. let's go with that. Let's go with Identity Crisis as our Justice League movie. But, but to build to that, I want to hear, just very quickly, we have uh, Man of Steel, which is, is what it is. But then we have Batman, we have Wonder Woman, we have uh, Green Lantern, and Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. There's the fourth. Okay, I thought we were doing the Flash <laughs> and Justice League. Okay, that's fine. Okay. So, no, I, don't, I didn't know you were listing in movies. I no, yeah, yeah, it's movies, movies. I want to hear just a quick pitch of those four movies. Uh, what story you would do? I want to throw my. I only have one for Batman. I want to throw this one out there for Batman. This is my pick. I want to pick Batman. This definitive quarterback. I love that story. Is it the first Batman movie? Yes. Yes. Because I, I love old Batman. I love the first time we see Batman in the DCU. He is basically coming out of retirement. I love, I've seen the origin story. I don't need to know about Martha anymore. I don't need to know about the pearls. I don't need any of that. What I want is a really good story. And I don't think there's anything, the best Batman story I've ever read is Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's uh, Court of Owls. I love issue five where you have to turn around, you have to turn the comic book to read. Give me something crazy like that. Give me a crazy detective Court of Owls story. That's Batman. That's, that's what I'm looking for. I'm probably going to overrule you all. But that's the only thing I'm going to say. So tell me your Batman and your other three stories. Uh, whoever wants to go first, jump in. I know it's going to be Josh. He's going to say something about George Lucas and Ryan Reynolds. No, I'm going to say for John Stewart, do Mosaic. Okay. Oh. Mosaic. Like the, when they rebooted the Green Lantern comic, the series two, they started with the John Stewart story, and it was with Mosaic. Him, like, trying to control, not control, but trying to be the protector of a world that is at war with each other. And how are you the Green Lantern of a world that wants to tear itself apart? Uh, and there's a whole section of that where he's just like sitting in a chair, will, like willing a wall between these societies uh, to exist. And I think that would be a really interesting 
think oh, of yeah. like how are you how I put the personal side, but how are you Green Lantern for a world? Okay, um, I want to hear uh, Kelly. I want to hear your uh, Martian Manhunter, and I want to hear uh, Anthony's Wonder Woman. It, does, it, it can pull from the current Wonder Woman movie if you want, but I want I want to hear those two pitches from you guys. <laughs> that could be phase two. <laughs> but, um, oh, geez, Martian Manhunter. I mean, his origin story is so tragic and so sad, but I don't know if that would be... That's the one I want to see. You just said it, I want to see it. Yeah. I want to move on, because... I'm sorry to interrupt, but that... I love movies that take you out of the real world. Like, that, like it's what I love about Aquaman, despite the non-fun Josh here. It takes you underwater. I love Star Wars. I love Guardians of the Galaxy because it takes me to space. A movie set on Mars. I like it. Yeah, but I almost, I would want to see him interacting with our world and kind of adjusting to life on our world, but with maybe, you know, heavy flashbacks to what happened. Okay. And centered enough on him that the flashbacks don't feel like we're just seeing random <laughs> clips of people's lives. But, you know, an actual centered, you know, him adjusting, him coping dealing with the fact that not only is his family dead, but he's on an entirely different planet. I, I think that'd be really interesting. Okay, I like that. Let's hear the Wonder Woman pitch. And then we need to interconnect all these movies before we turn over to the audience. Mosaic and... Oh, I think you just kill off Hal Jordan. What's the Wonder Woman story, though? Do we get an origin story? Do we get... No, we already had an origin story that's been current movies. So. Well, but, but remember, in this one that we're developing... Oh, uh, if we're we, developing well... So we kind of do need we, an origin story. We get an origin story, but she's not on Demoscura as long, and she winds up in the proper time period. Interesting. Instead of what we wind up in in this current movie. Were you not a fan of the period piece? Or? I mean, it was, the movie was fine, but it, as far as for a bit of I guess, narrative or whatever. Because if she's got pictures of, I mean, even we even know that that's where she was from, um, that's where she was at. So it was what? World War One. World War One that she was, so World War One that she was in for mm -hmm. this one. But it's technically should have been two, right? Right. Yes. Right. So, but so, how, one, how long has she been here before even getting involved in that stuff. So you either one, gotta just leave her on Themyscira for longer to get involved in man's war. Whereas this one took her off earlier and she getting involved in one. So they see just, I guess if you wanna season her a bit more, even though if. Okay. Okay. Uh, see, it's hard, because that movie I think is almost perfect. It's hard to say what, <laughs> what would be different. I don't think you do anything. Me, personally, I don't think you change one and one. I think, obviously, you change some of the bits about how it opens and how it closes because it's interconnected to Batman versus Superman and, and Justice League, and we've changed all that now. Uh, so you change a little bit of that, but I, yet, I like to, I like to open in World War One because it's different than Captain America. But also, at the same time, I don't think I would immediately make Ares the, right. the, the, the bad guy. Okay. Who's your villain? I probably would just do what they're doing now and just make... Uh, Either Cheetah, her first okay. one, or um, 
were put in World War II and just have a bunch of Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, and how do we interconnect these these four or five films to build the Justice League? Why does why do they form the Justice League? What is it? What what makes them form? Well, like I said, kill Hal Jordan. Right, like introduce Hal Jordan at the beginning of a movie as the protector of Earth and just kill him off or turn him into Parallax or whatever you do. And maybe that's the thing. You call John Stewart back to Earth and now you guys have to fight the old Green Lantern. I like that. I like that. I like, that. I like Parallax too. I like that a lot. Um, I, do you guys have anything else to say about the DCEU? Whether it's what we've built today, whether it's about a movie that's already happened in the real world that you're like, I can't believe you haven't watched. Shazam. No, I have. I did watch it. No, you didn't. Don't lie. We talked before. You know, we did. And I, you said I shouldn't say how I watched it. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Okay, fair enough. I, see, I feel like that's a perfect movie, too. You don't change that. You know, but you see, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Why, why do you hate fun? It was fine. I, I like fun. Shazam was fine fun. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Last thoughts on the CEO, and then we'll turn it over to the crowd. Well, at least for me, um, at some point down the line, what I would like to see is um, old Batman to where he passes it on to Terry McGinnis. Yeah, that's right. And it's Michael Keaton that's yes, playing Batman. I, I was going to say, yes, you can even bring in Michael Keaton. I mean, because uh, you can see he can play that old Brizzle role if you've seen it in... Um, when he was playing the vulture. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I'm telling you about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a. If they. And now that we're going into the world, see, what I love about DC now, they're moving away from the connectedness, and I think honestly they should. It's despite. So this last 45 minutes is a big waste because they should not connect the universe. Uh, their course direction should be what they're actually doing, and that is building separate movies. And if they can connect them together and tell a good Justice League story, great. But if not, I'm fine with getting a really good Wonder Woman story that has nothing to do with Batman. I'm fine with getting a really good Batman story that has nothing to do with Man of Steel. Uh, I'm fine with maybe getting a really good Henry Cavill starring Batman, or Superman movie. Batman won't be good. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was, my ultimate dream is to see uh, Michael Keaton don the, the cow one more time uh, as old Batman. And I think you do a more... I think you can do the Dark Knight Returns. You can do a true adaptation of that, of that comic, and you use use Henry Cavill. That's fine. Erase Batman versus Superman and do the Dark Knight Returns, and then you tease Terry McGinnis and you go to Batman Beyond in the next one. Okay, right now while we're on um, Batman and casting, what do you think about your new Batman? I'm fine with it. I don't know. I, he, he, he twinkled once, now he doesn't. He's going to be a Batman. He'll be fine. He's a great actor. Yeah, he can prove. He can prove. He, he, he brewed, as long as he gets a sparkle, I'm fine. So, uh, so I have a question for you about this. In our new, brave new world of digitally recreating actors who have passed on, yeah. if you bring back Michael Keaton as Batman, do you recreate Christopher Reeve, old Superman? Oh, yes, sir. Like, Ooh. digitally recreate. I like that better. I do like that better. Yeah. I, if, if, if everyone that needs to sign off on that, right. like, family-wise, agrees with that, then I'm for that. Like, that's actually really good. It's better than Henry Cavill. Yeah, like, that's the case when we bring back the old ones up. Linda Carter's still looking pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last thoughts on DCU. Um, so, it's, I do like the direction 
thing is just cancel. Oh my god. What do you guys what do you guys think of the DCU app? Do you have to do if you guys have it? Don't have it yet. Right. Well, I mean apparently you gotta wait. Apparently it's going away. <laughs> but I love that app. That's my thing. And I love Doom Patrol. Like I mean, I think where TCU crushes it is in the TV side of things. I, I I don't think they do great in the film world, save for a couple of the most recent like Aquamanches and some of the fun movies. Uh, the TV world is amazing. CW Titans was a little dark, but I, I, I did enjoy it. Doom Patrol, I enjoyed it way more than I thought. It was a lot of fun. I mean, guys, did you watch the whole season? Did you ever watch? Did you said you had CCF? Did you watch the whole season of Doom Patrol? No, I haven't seen it. Oh my god. The second to last episode is amazing. Like, I can't, like, you know, once you watch it, you'll know why I said it's amazing. Mm-hmm. You might have an orgasm. <laughs> so, now, and, and we'll have uh, 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 Anthony answer this. DCU app. Uh, the rumor is that it's, it's going away in favor of the Warner Brothers. Oh, app, yeah, right? right now, uh, Warner Brothers Media is trying to make their own streaming app. So, being that Warner Brothers is a parent company, they want to just uh, strip down the DC Universe app to incorporate it into the Warners, and they're getting rid of everything except for Titan. Mm. Wow. Mm. Uh, which is, I've watched the first couple of the Swamp Thing, and it's amazing. Like that. Probably the best show. Even better than Doom Patrol. How far away is it? Well, as of right now, they, they, Warner are still in the process of trying to make it, so it's not set in stone as of yet of when everything's going away, but if there's some people who sign for a one-year contract for the DC Universe app, do they, they either going to have to refund all those people that money or wait until after that whole one year was done or they just roll that into the next app, or or, or yeah. try to roll it in, so it's going to be a lot of. But you get all you get all those comics in the app. That's why I love it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we have a couple minutes before I, uh, we're probably going to get kicked out of here. Uh, if you guys have questions for our panelists here, please line up, uh, and I'm sure they'll answer them. I'm lined up. <laughs> all right, our first one here. She didn't get my orgasm joke. She looked at me like a creep. Yeah. <laughs> Watch episode what? seven. You'll figure it <laughs> out. You'll figure it out. This is more of a comment than a question when you keep saying that, and you're correct, that DC is knocking it out of the park with the TV side of things. That being said, if Marvel television was technically related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which they're not, they're two separate entities, if Disney could buy that, you're sunk. You're sunk. (laughs) (laughs) You really are, because if anybody here hasn't seen Cloak and Dagger, it's I one of the best yeah, shows it. on TV yeah. that no one's seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hits all the right notes. It hits all the feels. It, it does everything a good show should do. I mean, you got the Mopey Teenagers, but you like the Lantiverse. It's yeah. filled with Mopey Teenagers. <laughs> Short-lived Toy Network. I'm 53 years old, and I'm not a Mopey Teenager anymore, so I need man stuff. <laughs> but DC is running on full throttle on the TV yeah. front. You're right about that. And, and uh, you know, the CW does shirtless movies like no other. So. Oh, yeah. And, and for the DC channel, we have handouts for our questioners. Ooh, I got a handout. <laughs> it's it's from supergrouphugs.com. Okay, I was wondering, how would you work in the Hawks, and which version would you go with? The archaeologist version, Carter and Shea or the space cop version, mm. Katar and Shea I think Space Cop version for sure, because that betrayal is 
I, to me, that is like incredible when she turns and it's, uh, you know, especially with um, the Green Lantern, John Stewart, John Stewart, especially with John Stewart, for them to, for us to actually see him find out that she's not really on their side would be really great. So I think Space Cop version for sure. Yeah, I don't really have a horse in that race, so I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> do, uh, I will also vote for Space. Yeah, I think space up because um, the the archaeologist is just far as for uh, we keep meeting up every so years. The space cop would fit a little better in with the current the way we're currently writing into the DC. Yeah. I uh, I'm going to agree with that because if you're going to do something with archaeology, I, I want planetary. I want that storyline because you, you can you can turn JSA. Yeah, but I, I just read, I'm on my planetary take because I'm in the process of reading it, and I really love that, and I, to, to have them involved in like doing a very far-off future where maybe you do have a Batman Beyond going on, and he's co, you know, with that planetary storyline, so space cop for the Hawks, I think. Thank you. You mentioned George Lucas. Mm -hmm. He could do a good movie, but have you seen the Star Wars Holiday Special? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, which gave us Boba Fett, so yeah. there's still something good there. Okay. okay. And I have a question. So, I can't remember what the actor's name is, but they, there was recently this whole thing where I think they fired the actor for Batman and then Superman left. So, if they ever, God forbid, lost Gal Gadot, do you think they could hang on, or would that be the final nail in the coffin for the DCEU? Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it would be, I think. Uh, what's her name uh, from Firefly? Um, no. Um, Miranda Baccarin? Uh, yes. Just hire her. <laughs> uh, put her in there, and, and you're, you're off to the races. So I think, uh, no, because I, I think that um, they have hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> And, and if they can lose Batman and Superman and replace them at the drop of a hat, I think they could figure it out. Yeah, if anything, it would be a bigger hit, though, for them. Yeah, it would just be another reboot. They'll mm -hmm. take probably five years off and start everything all over again. Uh, and I don't even think you reboot it. Like, if you're going to lose somebody, any of these actors, I'm over the reboots. when it Like, it works with James Bond to just replace the actor. You can do that with Batman. You can do that with Superman. You can do that with Wonder Woman, even though we've only had her for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. You know, just it, replace her, like like Josh said. You can replace her, and, and it would be... Oh, I think a loss. I really like Gail Godot as, as Wonder Woman, but, yeah, I mean, just replace her and move on. Yeah, of all of the actors, she would be the biggest yeah. loss. I think we have two more questions. This is perfect for our time here. Okay, um, what was I going to ask? I forgot that. Were you really, were you really a pro-life wrestler? Yes. Oh, who were you? Uh, well, no, um, it's, well, I wasn't really much on TV. I was mainly local in Philly oh, and all the other stuff. Yes. Okay, now I forgot my DC. And also, uh, this gentleman right here as well was uh, my tag team partner. I played one on television. <laughs> 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 we Chris. <laughs> and I just actually uh, noticed your I'm sweet supposed to be Luke Cage. Cage. Oh, no, I just Cage. noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. You should have told about the muscles. <laughs> I, I had the headband and I left it home, so I took the wig off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a question. I, I don't want to waste time because I can't remember my question. Hey, oh, but so you said, make something yeah. up. Make something up. Yeah, make up a question. <laughs> what about a Teen Titans movie? Is that in your repertoire? 
I think so, right? Like, I, I think that's your that's your way into once you kill off a bunch of the the Justice League, you bring them up, and now they have that weight to bear. Now, what time is with you? I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, so you bring Wally up, right, uh, as, as your new Flash, right? So he's, he's like, oh, I have to kill Barry. So, like, the whole, like, late 80s, early 90s Wally West run was... I can't be very fast because I can't live up to my mentor, right? So I have a mental block. So that's a great story to tell okay. where the Flash isn't that fast. Um, so I think you could you could do that, do those two things together where you, you sort of build up, you kill off, and you're going to bring him back. Because uh, that's what you do. But in the meantime, you uh, because that moment, Grant Morrison's moment where Barry actually comes back and Wally says, you know, I've outrun death before. And there's this really great moment where Barry just sort of smirks and goes, I bet you have. And it's just like, yes, perfect. Like, you, but you need to work to that. Yeah. Um, and so you can do that through a Titans movie, kill off some Justice League, bring your Titans up to the Justice League, have them try to bear the weight, carry the mantle, and then eventually bring them back together so that they can stand tall and be the heroes that their heroes wanted them to be. Would you make Dick Grayson Batman also? Or you yeah, why not? Absolutely, right? Take out Batman. Have, that, have Batman be the guy who, you know, shoots, not Darkseid this time, but whoever with the magic space bullet. And, um, you know, send him back in time. And then have Dick Grayson step up. No, I think that whole period of, like, second generation, technically third generation heroes stepping into the mantle of their, their heroes um, is, is really powerful. Thank you. Thank you. And final question of the night. So, what do you guys think of working towards more of a like DC online universe type Brainiac endgame where it's more of both the main heroes and the main villains have to come together to stop someone who just wants to control everything? Mm. Well, second-generation characters, because at least from that perspective, a lot of characters can get pretty easily killed off or just heavily wounded by Brainiac. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think also if you work through your villain's psychology, right, like you tell a Joker, I mean, perhaps this, you know, uh, Joaquin Phoenix movie, if you get into the psychology of your villains instead of letting them just be, you know, big bads, then the idea that they now bear the weight of saying, okay, I have to step up for something that isn't just me, right? Team up yeah. with these people who I think are my enemies, but well, we all live here, so we've got to do something. Right? Right. That can be really powerful, too. Right. Do you have anything on that? No. Yeah. That's, it reminds me of, what was that recent team up uh, with Justice League uh, where, where they had to go and, and uh, it was after Metal, uh, Justice League. Was it the... One else no justice, it. yes. Uh, thank you. Yeah, the no justice story. That, that it reminds me of that, and that's actually a great storyline. I love that that series of books, and um, I would love to like that's very similar, where where you shake up the Justice League, different iterations of those teams, Justice League, Justice League Dark, Young, you know, Young Justice. All, they're all now. You have the Teen Titans teamed up with Justice League and Justice League Dark members and some villains. Um, that's. I'm a big, if you can do villains right, which I think Marvel kind of does, like I'm a big fan of Zemo, I'm a big fan of Killmonger, not, yeah, well, Killmonger, uh, Killgrave is the other one. Mm -hmm. uh, love all those villains that like have depth 
um, which DC, as you said, hasn't done yet. So if they could do that, then that's a great story to tell. Thank you. All right, uh, that's probably our time. I'm surprised they haven't kicked us out yet. So uh, before we get out of here, uh, I want to thank my panelists. Anthony Anderson, where can they find you? Blacklistedpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Joshua Wise. Uh, you can find me at All Ports Open, and all of our stuff there is linked on the front page. And Kelly Gaines. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Kelly Gaines, right? Don't ask her where she writes, because uh, she won't remember. Uh, hopefully, you, uh, hopefully we made your parents proud tonight. Uh, <laughs> and where can we find you? Oh, you find me, Kevin Gallagher. I'm the host of the Everything is Awesome podcast and a whole other a run a network podcast. You can find me on awesomepodcast.com, uh, thatnerdkings.com, or just follow me on Twitter at thatnerdkev. That's where I post all my stuff. You'll find everything there. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Uh, I hope you guys have a great winter world. One more day, you know, nerd out, guys. Thank you. <laughs>